treasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence.
like to thank everybody for coming to ECF tonight. We know we've got, got something good. And we just thank the Lord Jesus. And we praise Him. And we honor Him. And we thank Him. All right, let's get ready. Let's worship the Lord. Generation to generation, we worship you. 
And open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to And open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you.
that I am the one true God, I am the only God. For I am the one who created the heavens and the earth. I am the one and no one else. For I am the one who sits high on the throne. I am the one who created you all. So I am the one who knows you by name before you were even born. So get ready. I have great things for you in store. Get ready. Get ready. We'd like to thank you, worship team. That was awesome. Mm. <laughs> yes. Fire, fire, fire. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. Mm. Yes. 
They said, Pastor Doug asked me to preach tonight. And I, they were giving a message, the patience of Joseph. But we just like to thank the Lord God for being here. He knows how to send a fire, that's for sure. Mm. And we thank him. So this coming Saturday, the ECF, we're going to be heading down into the, the square in Palmyra, heading down to evangelize the streets, going down there. Let the Holy Spirit move. And we had a pretty good... Uh, the last time we were there, pretty good standing with others, stopping by, talking, blowing horns. It's a very enjoyable time. So it's 9.30 when we start, and we'll be there to 10.30. So we hope to see you all there. It's a good time. And Sunday coming up, Reverend Andrew Taylor's coming, which is awesome. Very awesome. And his wife, Anne Yes. So we know we have some good givers here, and we know the seed planters are back here along the bookstore, back along the corner. And also for the commission club, if the Lord's leading you. Yes. I know there's a lot of nations we're going to be touching, different countries. And we have some awesome pastors the Lord's sending out. That's going to be great. And there's going to be, I believe there's going to be more territories to take while they're out there. That's going to be awesome. Yes. So we have a kid's life coming. So we'd like to rejoice and clap and cheer them on as they go. Yes. So what we're getting into is, is is the patience of Joseph. In Air Force, each month we we have a different subject. We do but this time it was patience. So I, I looked up Joseph. We know what he was going through. So we're heading into uh, Genesis thirty-seven three. And what the Lord says about patience in the Bible is rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord, but he inclined to me. He heard my cry. It says, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. But he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. But if we hope for what we, we do not see. We wait for it with patience. See, God wants us. He called us out. He gives us the path to be on. And we know Joseph, the Lord gave him a dream. 
And this is Genesis 37.3. It says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons because he was the son of, of his old age. And he said he made him a robe of many colors. But it said when his brothers saw that their, their father loved him more than his brothers, they hated him. They could not even speak peaceably to him. And the, the coat of many colors, representing the blessings and the inheritance of the family, which was a great honor, but the total blessing God gave him. And Jesus himself has the coat of many colors as well. And because he's, he is the great blessing upon the Father and that he gave it to him. But here in verse 5, says, now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. And he said to them, hear this dream that I have dreamed. It's behold, we're, we're binding sheaves in the field and beyond. And behold, he says, my sheaves arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves gathered around that bowed down to my sheaths. And his brother said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to reign over us? So they hated him even more for the dreams. They didn't say it once, but they said it twice. The second time, I imagine get pretty heated up with, for the brothers being louder than the first. Yeah. So they could not see Joseph reigning over top of them, having been the the younger brother, besides Benjamin. And the thing is, <laughs> Joseph wasn't even moved by it. Not one time did he said anything to him. So now he comes back again with another dream. He said, now the dream, uh, then he dreamed another dream, and he told it to his brothers and said, behold, I have dreamed another dream. Is behold the sun, the moon, and eleven stars are bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but even the father kept Kept the saying in mind. But at first, Jacob, with all, I first need to start reading it, that Jacob would have got it right off the bat. And knowing that he was being used, how Jacob was being used himself in his younger years. But Joseph, he stood his ground. Even though when the enemy comes in their own lives, Joseph just laughed about it. And this is how the Lord wants us to laugh at the enemy. So he he was not moved. But he came back and spoke it again. Now this is what the Lord has. There's no matter what the enemy's trying. All they were trying to do is bring intimidation and fear to Joseph. Joseph wouldn't have it. Then he came back again with the Lord shared it with him again. So he knew for a fact the Lord had his back. But he was going places. So no matter what the Lord shares with us, the Lord has, has us. He wants us to move. He wants us to 
be in the place where we need to be. And the only way we miss it is when we walk away. Then, back in my own time, where the Lord says, hey, I want you to back up and I want you moving again. I lost some time on that. And every time you make a shift to the left or to the right, we lose time of where we need to be. So now we have to catch up where we should have been a year, two years, three years, four years. And the Lord, he wants us to make that mark. So in verse 12, I said, Now his brothers went to the pasture, their father's flock, near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are you not your brothers pasturing in the flock of Shechem? Is come, I was sent to you them, to them. And he said to him, because here I am. So he said to him, Now go, and see if it's well with your brothers, with the flock, and bring me word. When I was, you know, going through that, it seems like the boys were into a lot of folly at the time for him to actually send Joseph out to see what they were really doing. And this is where he said that Joseph was heading out in the Valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And this is, this is pretty wild here. He says, a man found him wandering in the fields, and the man asked him, what are you seeking? And Joseph said, I'm seeking my brothers. But it's interesting because the man knew everything that was going on in the middle of nowhere. And I, and I believe the man was Jesus himself, waiting for Joseph to, to notice him there. But, but he spoke out to Joseph instead to get him on the path to look to see. He knew every, the direction to put him. And the thing is, this reminds me of the wilderness. When you're going back in, no matter how far you're into the wilderness, you're wandering around. Jesus is right there to bring you back to the path you need to be on. And when he said, I'm, I'm seeking my brothers, he said, tell me, please, were they pastoring the flock? And the man said, they have gone away, for I heard them say, let us go to Dotham. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dotham. Then it said, he, he, he saw him far off, his brothers saw him, and before he came near them, he conspired against him to kill him. And as they said to one another, so here comes the dreamer. Just come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then they, and this is what they will say, is that the fierce animal would devour him and he will see what will become of his dreams. And the enemy is coming so fierce and try to kill the guy that put in front of us. No matter what they were trying to do, God already made the mandate. He says, now, this is where I want you to be. No matter what storm, no matter what the enemy brings in, 
He said, I sent you there. I said, you're going to go there, and that's where you're going to be. So no matter what comes up, you're going to make it through, no matter what comes in. Because we know the enemy is a liar. He's a dirtbag. And, and no matter what they try to say or do, those poisonous darts turn back and go back to them. And we know this from, from many times of Jesus what the enemy tried to do to him. And he gave the victory. And he gave us the victory to make it through. And as I said, when, when Reuben heard it, so he, he rescued him out of the hands of, of saying, let us not take his life. And Reuben said to them, shed no blood Throw him into the pit, we're into the wilderness, but do not lay any hands on him, that he might, you know, that we might rescue him out of the of their hands to restore him to his father. So then, when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and threw him into the pit. Said, so, but the pit was empty. There was no water. So I can imagine Reuben, he, he had other things to attend. But I, I do, do believe the brothers, they didn't listen to Reuben. Imagine they did smack him around some, beat him up a little bit, threw him into the pit. doesn't say they lowered him down with a rope. Imagine they just tossed him in. So in verse 25, it says they sat down to eat and looking up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites covering the Gilland with their camels bearing gum, balm, and mirth. So he's on their way to carry it down to Egypt. And this is when Judah said to his brothers, what profit is to kill our brother and conceal his blood? And it reminds me of Cain and Abel. It says the blood cries out. And it says, we'll cry out. And it says, come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And it said, and not let our hands be upon him. For he is our brother, for he is our flesh. And, his, and our brother listens to him. But then the meeting traders passed by and they drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit. And they sold him to Ishmaelites for 20 shackles of silver. And they took, Jesus, they took Joseph to Egypt. And the thing is, when the, they sold it for 20, they, Jesus was 30. Shekels, they, Judas, they, what they paid Judas for. And the thing is, Jesus and Joseph had very close what was going on with both of them. But here, but it says here, Reuben on 29 says, returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not there in the pit. This is where he tore his clothes and returned it to his 
to his brothers and said, the boy is gone. It says here, and I, will, and I shall go. But it says, then they took Joseph's robe and slaughtered a, a goat and dipped it into the blood. Then they sent it, the robe of many colors and brought it into the father and said, this is what we found. Please identify whether it's your son's robe or not. See, the guess is they didn't say our brother. They said, can you identify it if it's your son's or not? And how they love to shift things around. You can say, yeah, yeah, that's my son's. But they knew they were guilty of what they have done. Then that's when on 33, he identified it and said, this is my son's robe. It says a fierce animal has devoured him, but Joseph is, is without doubt torn into pieces. Then this is when Jacob tore his garments and put you know, sackcloth and loins and, and mourned for his son for many days. And all his the sons and all his daughters rose up and confronted him but to comfort him. But he, he refused to be comforted and said, No, I shall go down hello to my son mourning. Thus the father wept for him. Then it shows, Meanwhile, Midianites sold him to Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard. So now we see Joseph coming out of the desert. But the Lord did not intend for this to happen the whole time to Joseph. And the thing is, now he's going in to the palace as a waiter, houseboy. But now it shows that here in 39, now Joseph had been brought into Egypt, and Potiphar, an official of the Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him from the Ishmaelites and had brought him down here. It says the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. And he was in the house of the Egyptian master. And it says his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord caused all he did to succeed in his hands. See, even the Egyptians saw how God works. I mean, Joseph went through it. But the brothers thought, you know, we got rid of him for good. But the Lord had better ideas. But he had a plan. Show him that this is my boy. And he cannot be touched. And this is what he says to every one of you. You cannot be touched. Because his hand marks are on you. His glory is on you. No matter where you go, they're going to see it. And it says, so Joseph found favor in the sight and attended him. It says that he made overseer of the house 
and, it, and all over that he had. And the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Mm, that's an awesome God. We have an awesome God. So the blessing of the Lord was all that he did and all that he had in the house, in the field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And because of him, he had no concern about everything but the food he ate. It's favor, favor, favor. Hmm. Now it says here, Joseph was handsome and form in appearance. And after a time, his, his master's wife cast his eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of, of my master has no concern about anything in the house, but he has put everything that he has in my charge. And he is not greater in this house than I am. Nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. He says here, now you can can do this great wickedness and the sin against God. And these are the temptations going through life. But this is how the, the enemy will set us up, bring in things like this. And there's times said in my life that, you know, the Potiphar's wife, but there's other things, you know, could get, it's not just the woman itself, but it's all material, other material things. could get in the way to trap you, to stop you from going to places where you need to be. And this is where we need to be like Joseph because he kept God first the whole time. He didn't weep about nothing. He's, no, he's, he said, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. But he, he prayed constantly. He kept God beside him the whole time. And this is how we make it through this wilderness. But he made it through the wilderness. We went to the palace, but the temptations that came in is the thing is to keep God first of all things. If, if we don't, then there's another fall is going to happen. But God's making sure we pass the test. And he'll, he'll, he will actually send somebody in to call it out and send you back into the place where you need to be. Because sometimes havoc comes in. And a lot of times, is it really you guy that's talking to me or is it somebody else? And this is where it's good to get into his word constantly because he says to meditate on his word day and night. So we can hear and move as the Holy Spirit moves. And to hear where we need to be. Because it would not be a challenge because you already beat the enemy. And it says here in verse 11, but on one day when he went into the house, 
to do his work, and, and none of the men of the house, they were, not, they were not even in the house. So she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me, but he, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. And it says, as, as soon as she saw that he left his garment in her hand, and he had fled out of the house. And that's when she called the men of her household and said to him, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us, to come in to, and to lie with me. But he says that he cried out with a loud voice. And this is how deceitful the enemy will, is, will come in as you didn't play the game. And they try to bring it around that it was your fault no matter what. And this is the lie of the enemy. Bring it in, saying, you really did something, but you really didn't. But it was like, there was, I'm going to tell you a story. It's actually, there was a place. I was working, it was, it was somebody who worked at our, I, I did some work on a house. And uh, we were actually working, building the, taking a hole up through the, the one hallway to go up into the roof area to build steps to, we call it the doghouse, to go up on the roof instead of putting a ladder out in the balcony and shooting the ladder up. Well, they wanted, the steps built the whole nine yards up into the, the roof area where they walk up the steps and out in the roof they go. Well, where we're using the front to come down through the steps, while the Mr. wife was there, the bedroom's on to the left, the dressing room, but they had the closet. Well, she was there with nothing. And uh, as soon as I seen it, well, the husband wasn't there, but I confronted him right off the bat. And that's when I said to him, I said, dude, I said, man, you guys knew we were working here in the house. So why would you even think about doing something like this? And he just laughed about it. He just said, well, did you see the moon? I'm like... I said, no, I said, you're out of here. I said, I'm done. But these are the things, the temptations. But I took it to the church, to the pastors at the time, let them know what was going on. As the Lord says, you know, take it to the higher authority, and I did. It wasn't long they were out of the church. But the temptation, but they, for something, to, for that to happen, And that was, when I was reading that, it reminded me of that story. But yeah. And it says, well, verse 19, it says, As soon as the, the master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. It says, Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the, the king's 
prisoners were confined, but since he was he was there in prison. But it says again, the Lord was with Joseph, and he showed him steadfast love and gave him favor, even the sight of the keeper of the prison. And this is the thing, too, because when, no matter what, how the enemy tries to imprison us, they can never steal your gift. Never. Never. And it said, the keeper of the prison... You know, he saw, he put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in prison. Because whatever it was done, there he, he was the one who did it. But listen, the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge. Because the Lord was with him. Because he knew he didn't have to oversee everything to Joseph. And Joseph, he saw, he had it. No matter what the task he had him, he, Joseph did it. And because of the Lord was with him, he said, and whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. And when the Lord succeeded, it gets far above. He succeeds far above. Because the Lord's not about little, he's about huge. And this is the thing when Joseph he interprets two prisoners' dreams. And it shows this is verse 40. It's some time after this, the cupbearer of the king of Egypt and the baker committed an offense against their lord, the king of Egypt. And it says here, and Pharaoh was angry with them. And the chief cupbearer and the chief baker but he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. In the prison with Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard appointed Joseph to be with them. And he attended them. And he continued for, that, for some time in custody. But in verse 5 it says, And one, one night they both dreamed, the cupbearer and the baker, of the, the king of Egypt. It says, who were confined in the, in the prison, but each of his, each dream, and each dream with its own uh, interpretation. Now, verse 6, it says, when Joseph came to them in the, in the morning, he saw that they were troubled. And so he asked Pharaoh's officers, were with him in custody in his master's house. He said, why are your faces downcast? And they said to him, we have had dreams, and there's no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, do not, do not interpretations belong to God? He says, please tell me to them. And verse 9 says, Then and the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph. He said to him, In my dream, it was, there was a vine before me. And on that vine, there, there were three branches. As soon as it, it budded, it's, it bloom shot forth. And the clusters are raping into grapes. The Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup into Pharaoh's hand. 
And Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation that the three branches are in, in, the, in these days. He said, in these three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you into office, and you shall place Pharaoh's cup into his hand. As formerly when you were his cupbearer, but only remember for me when it's well with you. And he says, and, and please do, do me the kindness to mention this to Pharaoh. And so you know he got out of this, uh, to the house, but for the, for he says, I will also indeed stolen out of the land of the, of the Hebrews. And here also I have done nothing they should have put me in, into the pit. But all, the, all of Joseph, how innocent he really was, the enemy, again, trying their best to take him out. But he said, even no matter where he went, the Lord is, is always there, no matter what situation but he still, the dreams, the visions, the gifts he has to interpret. But it said on the day which the Pharaoh was birthday, he made a, a feast for all his servants and lifted up his head, his chief cupbearer, his head of the, the chief baker among his servants. He said he restored the chief cupbearer to his position. And he placed the cup into the Pharaoh's hand, but he handed it the, the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to him. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but he forgot him. So this is in 41 here, verse well, it's chapter 41, where we go into. In verse 1, it says, After two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile. And behold, he came up out of the Nile, seven cows, attractive and plump. He says, They fed the reed grass. And behold, seven other cows, ugly and thin. He says, Come up out of the Nile after them and stood by the the other cows on the bank of the Nile and it's showing the ugly thin cows ate up the seven attractive plump cows. It says Pharaoh awoke and he fell asleep and dreamed a second dream. He says, Behold, seven ears of grain, plump and, and good, were growing on the, on the stalk, but it says, Behold, after them sprouted seven ears then and flanked by the, the east wind. It says then the, the thin ears swallowed up the seven plump full ears, and Pharaoh awoke and, and behold, it was a dream. So in the morning his spirit was troubled. He sent and called for all magicians of Egypt and all the wise men. And it says the Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. 
This is then the, then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, I remember my offense today, but when Pharaoh was angry, when the servants had put me, the cupbearer, in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, says we dreamed of the same night, and he and I each having a dream in its own interpretation. But the young Hebrew was there, a servant of the, the captain of the guard, where he told me he interpreted our dreams to us, giving an interpretation to each man according to his, his dream. And he has interpreted us so it, it came about. It says, I was also restored to my office, and the baker was hung. So Joseph, he was like 17, when, 17, 18 when he first started from the, dream, from the first dreams that he had, he told to his brothers and his father. It was till he was 30 years old when this was taking place. So the Lord is saying right now, and he's saying, the dreams and visions I gave to you, even a word you had years ago, is it's still coming to pass. He says, I've given those things for you to make it. And we know Nathan had a nice path he had to go on, but it was he passed the test. But now you're ramabound. God is awesome. Yes. Yes. God is acceptance. He's ready to rock and roll. God said, so no matter what came in, what storm, you stood with it. God fought. It was right there. We had our talks. He went on. Now. He's heading out to Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm proud of you, buddy. And this is, this is when you put God first. You, you take on parts. Because it seems like a lot of times we miss it. This is how the enemy tries to bring it in. Showing that uh, you're not going to make it. And look what happened. He has that for every one of us. A victory flag at the very end. And he's standing beside it, waving it. And so Joseph said he went in, you know, the story where he gave the interpretations to Pharaoh, showing the first seven years. There's going to be plenty, but the second seven was the, the famine was coming. It was going to be a harsh one. And this is what the Lord is saying. He's, he's I, will, I will wake you because I want you to jot things down as I speak. We tell this to the youth a lot because there's some things that are coming up this year. It's going to be major. There's a, there's a, big, there's a big door coming. But he said 2024, it's going to be a light. It's going to be switched on. 
is going to be huge. Because he's preparing you this year to be into next year. To no matter what the Lord's, what he's telling you, it's going to happen. Because the enemy said that they will come in and try to take it. Because even the very beginning of Joseph, he spoke it clearly. What was to take place? And the enemy didn't like it. And it was, it was like, like a hornet's nest opening up. But Joseph, he, he stood and took it. But he said he knew God was with him. It was just the Lord's battle. It's his. You hand it to him because we personally cannot do it ourselves. It all belongs to him. And he, and he will remind us that daily. He says, hey, he's, when are you going to give it to me? He says, I want this. He says, I want you to succeed. And this is, and each, each, each time, I mean, even back in 98 when I came back into the church, two visions that were back to back, the growth of my own life, growth of the church. But I, back then, was for, for the, the, the church, every seat was filled. Every aisle, I saw people standing. As far as I can see, I saw people in the church. And this is what he's saying, is I have this for, for this church. He said, the youth are going to be pouring out like you've never seen. And it's going to be amazing, because the Lord's like, this generation coming, the, war, the warriors that they are, they're not going to step aside. They're going to mow the enemy over. This is the force that they carry. And God, he's, he has such a wonderful plan. But yeah. So then we know after Joseph... The Lord, he got promoted to the to a place where his brothers could not imagine ever being in. And the and the thing is, you know, Joseph was so humble about this as well. The love he had for God, but the love he had for the people. And that's the. And the thing is, the Lord had him his prime minister, second to the top. Came out, brought in as a slave. Stuck it out, but he, but he, did, he just said, "Here we go, Lord," and that's what the Lord wants. Is the promotion is coming, but it's, it's huge. And the and the thing is, where after the famine came, we see it's the story where Jacob sent his, his sons up over to Egypt. But the thing is, when they they didn't recognize Joseph, and Joseph one that had a little bit of fun with them. <laughs> so you know he didn't get too crazy about it, but you know it, he he could have. He, he could have done it well. 
But it was, even though what he went through, he still had the love for his family to bring him in. And this is where the Lord, you know, no matter what turmoil the enemy tries to bring in, don't lose your love. Because this is, if you lose it, then that's where you lost. And this is where the enemy will try to bring us in, the hatred. Because if you have hatred, you cannot move in the spirit. But if you have total peace, joy, love, all the attributes of the Father, you'll flow. You should be flowing in the spirit. And I said, when the spirit talks, you know, the interpretations come. And you'll see it. You'll hear it. Dreams and visions are going to be increasing. And this is something else because it said what's coming up is going to be amazing. It said there's going to be, he said promotions, but it said it's going to be beyond what you ever thought. And this is where he's going to show you. And some of you are going to, you already saw it already. But each piece is going to be growing before the year is out. So you're, you're going to be seeing places you would not even th- thought about ever in 40. And that's what he has. And he's going to have somebody taking you shopping for things. So get ready. Because the Lord knows some pretty wealthy people down here which he blessed. And this is what he has. And these guys, the Lord has something else. Then uh, the Lord loves you a lot. A whole lot. He looks at you daily. And he looks at Jesus. He says, you see this? Look at that. Look how far they got. And this, he's, he celebrates every day. Even when you wake up, you say, hey, Father, what's up? And he's like, yeah. They hear him giggling, you know, say, hey, man. But yeah. And this is the how he wants us to be. The communication and the Father and the Holy Spirit constantly. And this is what he has. So, Father, we thank you again for this awesome night. And we thank you for your peace and joy and your love. We thank you for showing us your patience, Father. And how we should be using it correctly. And we just thank you, Father, for this awesome night. And we thank you. Thank you, Father. Praise you. Man, does, does anybody who doesn't know Jesus, does everybody know Jesus here? Okay. Anybody else need any prayer for anything else before we go? Okay. So we're asking the Lord for more fire for your lives, dreams and visions, interpretations. Yes. Yes. You have a great night.